podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Helen Hills Podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. And hello, welcome back. Hey, hi. Howdy. Hey, hi. That's all I got for you. That's not true. I got a story for you. But how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I've got a lot of food and not a lot of belly. So. Yeah, but you're eating for two. Yeah, but he doesn't help. He's trying. This has been both pregnancies now. I eat less when I'm pregnant than when I'm not. It's like the baby just gets in there and just lays on my stomach. He's like, knock that off. Yeah. He's like, stop. You're making my pillow bumpy. Yeah. Well, can you blame him? Yes. Oh. I want to eat. Like, this is the one time you can gain weight and it's acceptable. And I don't get that. It's a privilege. And do what you want. I don't care. (laughs) But I did have a question uh, about your present that you got. Yes. I just wanted to know how it all went over. If you liked it. I loved it. As soon as I opened it, I knew immediately what it was. Do you want to tell the listeners? So, it's and I don't have it all, and I'm sorry, but it's, I don't know. So it's It's a bracelet. white rope bracelet, and in gold, it has a little, looks, I'll call it a charm, but what it is, it's got a picture of maple. So when you, like, look in it, I don't know why I'm acting this out. They can't see me. Pretend you can. So when you look into it and hold it up to the light, there's a picture in it of maple bacon pancakes. So I can bring her with me. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, I've been wearing it to work. And I let one of the girls look at it. And she was like, is it a bug? And I'm like, how dare you? And (laughs) I think she had it like upside down or backwards or something. And she was like, oh, it's maple. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. For a second, I was like, how dare you give it back? (laughs) Well, so it's easier if you use your phone and like mm-hmm. zoom in there. So and that's what next I did. time, took a picture of it. So I thought you'd appreciate it. I got myself one. I'm not wearing mine either for our our cat. I actually have a necklace from a cat that passed a few years ago, and now a, a bracelet. Not enjoying the collection, but yeah, keeps them with me. So. Yeah, and that's what I like about it, because I, I know we had talked about, like, I was looking at the ones where I can bring some of her ashes with me, but I'm just terrified of losing it. Mm-hmm. That's why so. I told you, wait for a second, I ordered you something. That's why I was like, send me your favorite pictures of Maple. <laughs> Not, this isn't, you know, this isn't mm-hmm. a secret at all, obviously, as I'm like, send me pictures. I actually had no idea. I thought you were going to do, like, a social media post or something. Oh, no. No. Yeah, uh, I did not catch on to that. I figured if you wanted it on social media, you would have posted mm-hmm. it. So I wasn't going to do that. Didn't feel like a my place to do it. But I'm glad you like it. I do. I so, love it. Thank you. I'm so glad. I've been waiting anxiously. I didn't cry, but I came as close as I do to crying. Me Sniffling. who fights back tears. Yes. Yeah. I had to do Burning this. Eyes. I had to do the like the hard swallow and, and the, like <laughs> look up really hard. Yeah, where you're just like, don't cry, don't cry. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm glad you like it. Um, anything else? Everything else going well? 
So far, so good. Still waiting to hear about my car, but okay. Well, would you like to hear just this joyous message that I got from my dad today? <laughs> I am very intrigued. Oh God. Okay, so I get this text today and it says you are not going to Mothman in September. Why? I said not this year. And he followed up by saying, or ever, you're watching my dogs during all of these stupid events. So I'm like, okay, if you want me to be too busy to not go to these stupid events, I had to respond that I would have to watch your dogs 24-7. And he said, yes, you will. Not long after that, within minutes, I get another text from my mother that says, let me scroll back to it. It says, can you watch our dogs for the month of September for the next four years? <laughs> why four? I don't know why the next four years. So me being the brat that I am, I said, <laughs> I already have plans to be at Mothman <laughs> Festival to piss dad off. Okay. And mom said. Mom said, dad said, you can never go to the Mothman Festivals. Uh, you're being ordered to watch the dogs for the month of September. So I'm like, you know what? Fine, let's just, let's play this game. And I said, the dogs can come with me to the festival. Dash would love Mothman. He would love Mothman. Mm-hmm. My mom said, that's fine. Okay, cool. So we have permission to sign him up. Let's go. So then I, of course, had to text my dad and tell him I just got permission to take the dogs with me. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, um, where is it? Also, he said that you weren't, we weren't allowed to go because you don't need, he said, Amanda need not tempt fate. His words, not mine. What fate? He doesn't trust you around Mothman, is what he's saying. I just want to hold hands. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, I tell him I have permission to take his dogs, and he just says, Dash is a big enough asshole, imagine if he was a possessed asshole. So to me, that indicates that my dad didn't understand the story of Mothman if he thinks there's possession involved. I was already confused because he (laughs) thinks that Mothman is going to Mothman Festival, which he doesn't. It's just a celebration to celebrate who he is as a moth and a man. Um, My dad said, says who, and who is he inviting to the quote-unquote festival? So, clearly... I say we dress up Dash as Mini Moth and have a blast. We can have Izzy as Mrs. Moth and mm-hmm. Dashy Mini Moth or Mr. Moth, Mothman himself. It doesn't matter. But I did get permission to take the dogs. So, okay, perfect. Oh. So we're protected, right? So we can. Yeah, go. I got permission. That's fine. My mom said yes. Yeah. Okay. Which then it made me laugh that my dad had to tell my mom to tell me that I couldn't go. And then it just because, backfired. Well, not even that. I'm like, huh. I see I see how it is. You went to mom because mom has more authority than you. I see what's happening. <laughs> and look what so, happened. Now it's a party. <laughs> now I'm taking Izzy, Dash, and Maisie all to Mothman Festival. Mm-hmm. We're going to dress Izzy up as Mothman because she's the biggest. Sorry, okay. Izzy. We're going to do Dash. I don't know what we're going to do Dash as. Maybe mini moth. And then we'll put Maisie as an owl for comparison. Perfect. I love it. Oh my God. Genius. Okay. Done. September can't come fast enough. 
2024, though, because I'm not going this year. I feel like that. I don't even think they would let me on a plane at that point. They would be like, and you look very pregnant and this isn't safe. I would have to road trip it with the three dogs. To West Virginia? I think I could do it. It might take me a while to get there, but I could figure it out. I would I would do it for Mothman. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's the text that I wanted to share with you that I have permission from my mother, the one who apparently has more authority. Um, I have permission from her to take the dogs and go to Mothman Festival. Oh, oh my God. Thank God. Okay, so we start planning <laughs> tonight. Now. Yeah. Now. This that, whole and episode that's it, gonna... everybody. You can find us on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Finish off. <laughs> And some other places. (laughs) So what Amanda's trying to say is you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I forgot the third one for a second. Also Twitter sometimes. Twitter. It depends on my mood. Um, Facebook and Instagram, Hell on Heels Podcast. Twitter, Hell on Heels Pod. We've got our link tree. If you just Google Hell on Heels link tree, we'll come right up. Also, all of the links to all of the things are on our link tree. You can email us if you have any suggestions, whatever you want to email us. HillonHillsPodcast at gmail.com. That's it, though. Are you done? Do you have any other updates? We're out of order because you threw me off. Okay. (laughs) Well, are you ready for a story then? I'm so ready, yeah. I think. All right. Well... Since I'm banned from my uh, my website that I tend to use to get inspiration, I had to scour the internet to find a story. Not that we don't have a spreadsheet of story with hundreds of ideas on it. No. Tisk tisk. Why would I go to that? I, I found a story. I hate the story I, already. I don't like the pictures. <laughs> I can tell you're looking at pictures. Yes. Um, I do feel like this is a story that should have been on that website. <sighs> But it's not, so kind of feels like missed opportunity. Have you ever heard about the disappearance of Tara Calico? I have because of the last picture. It's interesting that it's the last picture mm-hmm. that you've heard of. Unless my was... pictures are out of order. Hold on. Oh, my pictures are out of order. That's why. Oh, okay. Okay. Well. Tara Calico, she was born on February 28th, 1969. Her and her family lived in Belen, New Mexico. She had a good upbringing from what I can find. She had her mother and her stepfather, from what I can tell, were both really loving, great parents. Uh, I didn't really see much about her biological father, but the little I did see was that he was also a very loving parent. Um, Again, very minimal about the biological father. She would graduate high school. She would go on to college. Tara was described as efficient and independent. She was a natural leader, fearless. She was all about lists and planning. She would plan out her day, checklist, all the fun stuff. She, like, her days were scheduled out. She knew what she was doing. Everything I'm not. <laughs> right? She's opposite. Yes. This girl had her life together. She did. And she was very active. Biking, running, sports. Like, she was an active girl. In 1988, she's 19 years old, a sophomore studying at the University of New Mexico, Valencia. And she was studying to become a psychiatrist or a psychologist. And she actually held a a high GPA. 
as well as she was working at a local bank. So things are going good for her until Tuesday, September 20th, 1988. Tara would leave to go on her daily bike ride at around 9.30 a.m. She would frequently ride along New Mexico State Road 47. Uh, This was basically her daily routine. Like, nothing she wasn't familiar with. Nothing out of the ordinary. Right. Her her mother, Patty Dole, used to ride with her, but had stopped when she felt as though there were motorists that had been stalking her. And so Patty stopped going on these bike rides with her daughter. And... She did urge Tara to carry Mace with her on the bike rides. Like, she didn't want to stop Tara from doing something she loved doing, but she also wanted her to be protected. To be safe. Okay, that's yeah. fair. But Tara had refused to carry Mace, and she just continues the bike ride alone on the morning of September 20th. She had asked her mother to come and get her if she was not home by noon. She had plans to go play tennis with her boyfriend at 1230, which... You're going to tell me you're going on a two and a half hour bike ride and then going to play tennis with your boyfriend. Is this her off day? I assume she didn't work. She did have class. So she had her hot date at 1230 and then she had class at four that day. So like she had her schedule. This sounds like a lot of work. I'm tired. I I am too. Trust my legs already hurt thinking about pedaling like that. I'm tired just hearing about it. I bet it was uphill. Both ways. Yeah. She sounds like she's driven. Yes. Only definitely by a bike. She's pedaled. Yeah. She's pedaled. I don't know if that sounds great. We'll think of something. Yeah. I don't like it either. We'll stop it. We'll come back to it. Yeah. We'll, we'll test it out. We'll find something. We'll come back and edit it in later. So we sound smart. No, I won't. Or clever. No, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes on her bike ride. And keep in mind, these are like long bike rides. She's getting. I, th- I believe it was 30 plus miles every day. Oh my God. See, if you said she was going on a two and a half hour bike ride, I was like, that's gotta be like four miles at least. No, she's like, she's, she's she is biking. She's got her, her feet moving real quick. 30 miles. Holy crap. So she goes off and 12 o'clock rolls around and Tara hasn't returned yet. So Patty gets in her car and she travels along Tara's regular bike path because that's where. Tara rides. Unfortunately, Patty was not able to locate her daughter. And she's late for her date at this point, too, right? No, because she's going to go play at 1230. Her mom left at like 1205 looking for her. Okay, so she's not late yet, but she is like she's due back at home. Right. She and she had asked her mom, like, hey, if it's 12 o'clock, come get me. If it's noon, come and get me. Okay. so Patty can't find her daughter. And I mean, she searches and she does end up calling police that same day and file a missing person report because she can't find Tara. The immediate panic, I can't imagine, especially given what her mom went through to stop. mm -hmm. I I can't even imagine. Yeah. So an investigation is pretty quickly open. According to the Charlie Project, her mother found a cassette tape the following day about three miles from her home. And her mother identified this cassette tape as one of Tara's that she would listen on her Walkman while riding her bike. Okay. Was it like beat up or? I didn't get details. It kind of sounded like maybe it fell while she was riding type of thing. But if she's listening to that cassette tape while riding, like it would have taken a lot for that to just fall out. 
Oh, yeah, because it's not like she's got a bunch of them in her pocket and she's just cycling through them. That was a right. That was an unintended. I, I got you. It was a good one. Um, but I mean, she might have had multiple. I don't think she had multiple. I doubt it because that's going to be hard to change out while you're writing. Right. Yeah. They find this cassette tape and it's about three miles away from their home. So oh. it was also on the side of the road that kind of indicated that she was riding away from home. So it might have dropped when they were about, she was about three miles into her ride. Soon after, pieces of Tara's Walkman would be discovered. And those pieces were not found along Highway 47. They were found about 19 miles from Highway 47. So about 19 miles away, away from where she would typically ride. And when you say pieces, like, like this was thrown out the window? Or like Pop. she was throwing pieces out trying to make a trail? Patty actually believes that these were clues or a marker from Tara. That's literally my next bullet. Oh my God, that's terrible. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. So Patty, her mother, does believe that Tara was trying to intentionally leave like a a cookie trail or something to where she was. A crumb trail, not a cookie trail. Cookie trails sound so much more enticing, though. Oh, I would fail because I would just eat them. (laughs) But so Tara's dropping these. Her mom thinks it's intentional. And as the investigation progresses, witnesses do come forward stating they had seen Tara riding her bike, but no one had seen any signs of distress or a struggle. So a couple did claim to see a light-colored pickup truck with a camper shell, and they believe the truck appeared to be following closely behind Tara, so it kind of it wasn't necessarily passing by, it was following her. However, that truck was never identified. Police could not find anything more about this truck. They couldn't find anything. And Tara's last seen location was about two miles from her home at about 11.45 a.m. So this was towards the end of her 30-plus mile ride. And there were reportedly seven witnesses that had seen her at 11.45. And how far from her home? Two miles. Oh, that hurts me so police do search for tara like they're taking this seriously um they search for tara but some weather conditions prevented air searches they also kind of canceled foot searches as well they did a lot of searches that were focused around jfk campground and this is 19 miles from highway 47 where the pieces of her walkman were found on the campground or at Yeah, at the JFK campground. They were not able to find really any evidence of what might have happened to Tara. They don't have anything. They don't have any physical clues. They don't know anything. But on June 15th, 1989, in Port St. Joe, Florida, an interesting discovery would be made. So remember, she's from New Mexico. We're jumping over to Florida. A woman would find a Polaroid photo in the parking lot of a convenience store. The Polaroid showed two young people, a young boy and a woman. They were both gagged with duct tape over their mouths. They appeared to be bound with their hands behind their backs. And this Polaroid was just on the ground at this part in this parking lot, the convenience store. That's the fourth picture. Yeah, this is the one I know this her name from. <clears throat> and it's I hate it. 
I hate, I hate this photo. Well, the woman that did discover the picture, she would state that she found it, you know, it was just in this parking space. And she remembered that a white windowless Toyota cargo van had been parked there when she arrived. She remembered that it was driven by a man with a mustache. He appeared to be in his 30s. She was able to give quite a bit of description to police. And police do take this seriously, and they set up a roadblock in search of this vehicle. But by the time they got the tip and they started the investigation, it was too late. There was just no sign of this vehicle or the described man. So they didn't end up finding anything. On further examination of the Polaroid, we know that the picture was taken after May of 1989. So Tara was taken, or not taken, she disappeared in September of 88. And this film, this picture was taken May 1989. The specific type of film used was not available until after May of 1989. So it had to have been taken recently. Okay. Since they're finding it in June. The woman in the picture was believed to have been seen walking along the beach in St. Port, nope, in Port St. Joe shortly before the picture was discovered. Witnesses said there was a woman. She had been accompanied by several unidentified white males. They appeared to be giving her verbal orders, according to those witnesses. And then shortly after, they discovered this picture, and witnesses believe it to be the same woman. So the boy and the girl in the picture are considered unidentified. But when Patty Dole sees the image after it was broadcast on an episode of A Current Affair in July 1989, she believes that is that is her daughter. So, you know, some friends of Patty's call her and they're like, hey, we just watched this. This looks like Tara. Patty sees it. She's like, great. And she doesn't say great. She says, okay, that let me look. And she looks at it and she sees that there is a scar on the woman's leg that matches one that Tara had that she had gotten from a previous car accident. She also says that similar, like they're very similar physically. Their features are very similar. And there's also a book in the picture. And this was a copy of V.C. Andrews' My Sweet Audrina. According to Patty, this was one of Tara's favorite books. And V.C. Andrews was one of her favorite authors as well. So for her, she's like, that's got to be Tara. It was also believed that there was a phone number on the spine of the book, but some of the numbers are not legible. So experts that have analyzed this believe that it could be 300 different number combinations. But only 57 of the numbers were valid, at least at the time. Okay. This feels like an easy lead movie track down. But also, what do you what do you say? Like. You just call the number and be like, hey, I found your number on a book and a picture in a gas station parking lot. You want to talk about it? Here's the other thing with books for me, or at least this for me. That could have been a book that was donated to a library or even from mm-hmm. a library. And that could very well have been the library's phone number or the previous owner's phone number on the book. I didn't think, I didn't even think of a library. I immediately, like, I love used bookstores just as much as like a library. And that's what I thought of just maybe something that was in a used bookstore. I don't know why they wouldn't scratch it off, but did they ever call? I couldn't find anything that said they ever called any of these 57 numbers. 
I don't know that that's something we as the public would know anyway. Yeah. But even at that, they don't have any ammunition to go and be like, hey, we're calling you. We need to, we need to speak to you about whatever, you yeah, know. About, about this random book in a random photo. Yeah. Right. They don't have anything. So the boy in the picture. You might be asking, well, how does he tie in? Because I can tell you, he was unfamiliar to Patty. She had no idea who he was. But he did look familiar to another family. Michael Henley of New Mexico had gone missing in 1988 while his family was camping. It was April of 1988. When Michael Henley's family saw the picture, they were certain it was him in the picture. Patty Dole and Henley's family would meet with investigators to have this Polaroid examined against other pictures that they have of their kids. And the Scotland Yard would analyze the photo and they would conclude that the woman in the picture was Tara. Don't ask me why the Scotland Yard is analyzing it. I don't know, but they were the first listed to analyze it. Because I was about to be like, whoa, we, wow. Okay. We We, we went like really important, really fast. We were, somebody was like, get Scotland (laughs) on the phone. (laughs) Right? Well, that's, I was like, I don't know why. And I tried to find why, but. Probably, if I had to assume, because they are badass. Yeah, sure. Go with that. Okay. So. So, Scotland Yard is like, yes, the woman is Tara, but they cannot confirm the boy's identity. Okay. But both of these, I'm sorry, missing kids come from New Mexico? Yes. And one, they both went missing. Yeah, they both went went missing in 1988. Do we know they said you said that they were camping? Did they happen to be camping where her Walkman was found? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't believe so. Okay. I know it said in one article where it was, but I didn't. Okay, it'll make sense. Well, I mean, if it was, I'm pretty sure you would have written that down because that would have been yeah. like hold the phone. That That's wild. Right. They are several months apart, like April, September, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but it's still interesting that they are both missing and they are both from New Mexico. Yeah. Definitely. It could be a coincidence. Might not be. I, I can't tell you. I mean, I'll tell you, but it's fine. You can't tell me right now. <laughs> yeah. A second analysis by the Los Alamos National Laboratory also would come through on that picture. Uh, Los Alamos is located in New Mexico. They would disagree with the Scotland Yard, though, and say that the picture did not contain Tara Calico. There was not a positive identification there. Okay, first of all, how dare you? But I am interested to know, like, how they identified her. I know in, I think it's Australia, it might be in... Europe as well, I'm not sure. But I remember reading about it in Australia uh, with the Somerton man, I think it was, that they sometimes identify people by their earlobes. Mm-hmm. And you can see her earlobes and the boys too. I wonder if that might have had something to do with it. But I just, it's interesting to me that you can identify from a picture. So to my understanding, I mean, they compared like the shape of the eyes, the shape of their their faces from what they could see. and. Like anything that they could visually see and compare, they did with mm-hmm. pictures of Tara or uh, Michael Henley. Okay. So, so we have one place saying, yes, it's Tara. Another place saying, no, it's not. N- both of them agree on 
the boy, they cannot positively identify him. Okay. Do you think we get a tiebreaker when the FBI examines the picture? Hmm. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say the FBI is like, we cannot conclusively make a decision and we don't want to get in the middle of it. You you hit that right on the nose there. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> I was guessing. I don't remember yeah. that because I know this story. Literally. So FBI does examine and they are not a tiebreaker. They would examine, but their findings would come back as inconclusive. They're like, well, we can't confirm or deny if it's Tara or Michael. So it's really back and forth. Nobody knows. So they were like, sorry, Los Alamos. Sorry. Um, Scotland Yard. Scotland. We can't. We can neither agree nor deny. <laughs> exactly. Now, the boy in the picture, he never had any teasers or anything where he was identified. He was always not conclusive. They could not identify him. And it's very unlikely that that photo will ever be identified as him. Michael Henley had gone missing while camping with his family in 1988. His remains would be found seven miles away from the family's campsite in 1990. So it is believed that Michael Henley wandered off and ultimately succumbed to exposure. Oh, God love him. So if that picture does contain him... They would have returned him to where he would have been abducted from, which is awful. If not, he he died from exposure. Mm -hmm. Do we have any idea who the boy in the picture is? In 2009, 20 years after the original picture had been found in Port St. Joe, the Port St. Joe Police Department would actually get a really interesting letter. It was postmarked June 10th, 2009, and it was postmarked from... Albuquerque, New Mexico. And in this letter, it contained an image of a boy. This was printed just like on home printer paper. And the picture depicted a young boy. And the sender had used a pen to place a black band over the boy's mouth to mimic the 1989 photo. I hate that. So they don't really know. They're like, well, we don't know who this boy is. There's nothing else in this letter. We don't have anything else. Until another letter that is postmarked on August 10th, 2009 is received. And it is also from New Mexico. Makes its way to Saint Port St. Joe PD. Oh my God, that's the hardest thing to say. <laughs> so Port St. Joe gets the second letter. This time it contains the original image of the boy without the pen markings. But again, they have no idea who this boy is. They have nothing. They have no clue. So this random person is just sending pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? It's been how long? Two years? 20. 20. Okay, because from 88 is when he went missing? 80. So he went missing. Michael Henley went missing in 1988, but the picture was found in 89. So from 89 to 2009. What is the point of was it the same month or around the same month same month for what when the picture was found yes sorry uh picture was found in june and the letters started uh the first letter was postmarked june 10th so maybe they were maybe someone's just sick 
I guess. I don't know. I don't don't understand when people do stuff like this. I don't get it either. So a third letter is received. August 12th, another letter arrives, but this time it was sent to Star Newspaper in Port St. Joe. This one was also postmarked August 10th from New Mexico. And in this letter received by Star Newspaper, they received the image of the boy with black marker drawn over his mouth. And the images, it's not the same one that the police got in June. And they cannot confirm if it is the same boy. None of these letters had return addresses, nothing. Police, however, with these photos, they do connect dots and believe that these images may have had something to do with Tara's disappearance. Just based off of the black tape over their mouths, as well as some Mm -hmm. other photos that would eventually be found. We'll talk about those in a couple minutes. So they, they do believe that this possibly had connections to at least, maybe not necessarily Tara, but the unidentified woman who is believed to be Tara in the first picture. Now, at the same time that the letters were sent, a self-proclaimed psychic would actually call St. Saint, Port Joe with a lead on Tara. They claimed that they had met a runaway in California who they worked at a strip club with, which, you know what, props for honesty. Like, they're like, yeah, I worked at a strip club. And at that time, it was a little more frowned upon. Like, I don't care if you work at a strip club. Have fun. But I'm I'm confused here. Okay. I thought we were going in like a way other direction. You were like a psychic called in and they were like, yeah, we stripped together at this club. And I'm like, hold on. I thought... I thought you were going to tell me that you sniffed a rock in the desert and you know where she's at now. I don't, this is wild. Hold on, hold on. So they claim that they worked with a runaway. They didn't necessarily know her name as Tara. They worked at the strip club with this runaway. They knew that the runaway was murdered. They didn't know much more. But recently, that psychic had been having dreams suggesting that the runaway was Tara Calico. And the dreams also suggested that she may have been buried in California. They did give more specifics. Searches were completed, but there have not been any discoveries to date in California. Okay, so I guess that does make a little more sense. I'm still <laughs> wondering, like, why Why now? Why after all this time? Because now they're having the dreams. Now, like, they didn't have those up until now. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why now? Like, what triggered it? Maybe the photo, I guess? Well, no, that doesn't make sense. I have no idea. Now, other pictures that were possibly Tara have also surfaced. One was found in Montecito. I think that's supposed to say Montecillo. I don't know. It was found in California. And it was found near a construction site. It was a blurry picture of a girl's face with tape covering her mouth. Visible light blue striped fabric behind her. That fabric appeared to be similar to the pillow in the very first photo found in 89. It was also taken on film that had not been available until June 1989. So we know it was taken after June of 89. The first picture, the one on the right, is that picture. I will say that it does look similar to the other pillow. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like that pillow's kind of almost like standard. Like nowadays, you know, Common. you buy a pillow and they're all they're all white. Yeah, it's 
like the common look like there's nothing special about it yeah like it's a it's white with blue vertical stripe light blue vertical stripes i can say that and exactly what everybody's thinking right now that I you've you, all that's what you're seen thinking. it yeah. yeah nailed it so patty dole tara's mother does believe that this second photo could be tara yes it's blurry but she does believe it's possible that it was tara i just kind of hate that they keep asking her like let's just kind but, of like stop showing this woman <sighs> Because these happened. photos are very uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable for me to look at. Mm-hmm. Much less her mother. And to make it worse, I'm going to tell you right now, they looked at more than just these three photos to identify if they were Tara or not. Okay. These are just the three that they believe or people believe could be Tara. I really hate the last one. Yeah. The other one that was found showed a young woman. She was loosely bound. They called it in gauze. Is it gauze? I don't feel like I looked at the picture that hard because I hated looking at it. I guess it it does kind of look like gauze. Like the piece that's on the floor, it looks really thin. So she was loosely bound. Her eyes were covered with gauze and she had large black framed glasses. And in the picture, it shows a male passenger next to her on an Amtrak train of some sort. This film in particular was not available until february 1990 so patty believes that the first of the two we just talked about could be tara due to similarities the second one she has her reservations and she did believe that one may be a hoax so i mean take it with a grain of salt a lot of people do believe that they're both of tara To this day, the woman in the photo is, again, she's widely believed to be Tara in all three photos, and the boy is still unidentified in all of the photos that they received as well. Photos have been given to the FBI for further investigation, fingerprints, DNA, hair, something, but so far, nothing has come of that, at least nothing that's public. In 1989, nope, in 1998, Tara was declared as officially dead, and the judge would rule her death as a homicide, and this was 10 years after her disappearance. In 2008, Sheriff Rene Riviera in New Mexico would report that he had received a possible tip in the case. He had gotten information that two teenagers had accidentally struck Tara in their truck while driving down the road. They claimed to have known Tara, had pulled up behind her in the truck, and somehow hit her. Presumably, they either panicked and killed Tara so that she did not call police, or Tara died from injuries from the accident. The boys responsible are believed to have panicked and covered up the crime. According to Rivera, he is aware of the names of both boys, but due to lack of evidence or a a body, no charges were brought forward. He also claimed that there was evidence that was circumstantial that would that led him to this conclusion, but he did not release what that evidence was. Tara's stepfather was upset with this announcement and believed that the strong circumstantial evidence should be enough for an arrest. And he was also upset because if Rivera was unwilling to make an arrest, he shouldn't have said anything or made any comments about it. Now, I do find that interesting. Because where the cassette tape had been found the day after her disappearance, the one her mom found a few miles from their home, mm-hmm. Patty had noted skid marks on the road. She would basically say it looked like there had been a scuffle or something had happened there. 
And depending on the size of the marks, it made me wonder, is this plausible? Could it have been a, a car, a truck, something? Though some sources state that those skid marks looked more like her bike was dragged off of the road, which again, dragged off of the road and placed in possibly a truck, something. Yeah. In October 2013, a task force would be established to reinvestigate Tara's disappearance. This was six people strong. 2017, they don't really have a lot of leads. They don't have anything. They're still actively working on the case. In October 2019, the FBI would announce a reward of $20,000 for precise details leading to the identification or location of Tara and information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible for her disappearance. So the FBI is still taking this pretty seriously as well. In September 2021, the Valencia County Sheriff's Office and New Mexico State Police would issue a statement that they had a new lead in the case. In 2021? 2021. Okay, I didn't know about this part. So they did have a new lead. They did not release a lot of details. They had, they would say that the focus of a sealed warrant for an unknown person's was that this person was in Valencia and the warrant was issued, but there were no other details provided. One month ago on June, well, one month ago from when we record on June 13th, 2023, Valencia County Sheriff's Office would announce a breakthrough in the case. In the press conference, it stated, quote, at this time, law enforcement believes there is sufficient evidence to submit this inv investigation to the district attorney's office for review of potential charges. Currently, the identities and specifics of the persons of interest are sealed by the court and will remain so until a court order otherwise. So they are submitting to the district attorney for charges to be pressed against someone or multiple people. We do not know who. Um, those are sealed at this time. We do not know details. And I know that a lot of my stories, I will have to do a follow-up lately. I don't know how this is happening, but I am watching the case and trying to follow it. As soon as updates are out, we will let you know. So I'm, I'm super happy that they are making so much progress in Tara's case for her to get some sort of justice. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm surprised in a good way. That they never gave up because she mm -hmm. was ruled dead by homicide by the judge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they could have very easily just, I guess, kind of stuck it on a shelf like they like we hear that they do sometimes and it become a cold case or. Well, some of the reports that I read would claim and I don't know really if this is true, uh, but they would claim that this is one of the like more well-known cases in new mexico mm -hmm. because it's just nobody knows like she just vanished like her bike was never even found she just vanished that's so creepy so patty dole tara's mother she did pass in 2006 her biological father would pass in 2002 so her remaining relatives are her stepfather and siblings her stepfather I mean, 2009, when the sheriff was releasing information, he was still following, actively following the case um, and pushing for details. I hate that her mom passed. I know. I know. I hate that. Never got any kind of closure. Yeah. Oh, yes. So that's the disappearance of Tara Calico. I hate it. 
Uh, I do too, but I'm so like, on one hand, I hate it. On the other hand, I love that they're making progress with her case. Like, I don't want them to have to make progress because I wish it never happened. Right. But even if it's, you know, 20, 30 plus years ago, 40 years ago, um, or approaching 40 years. No, but that's even really if, exciting. Yeah. For them to make a breakthrough like that and be able to have what police believe to be enough evidence mm-hmm. to submit to the district attorney, that's really big. I really hope we hear something about this soon. Like her mom and dad, they both unfortunately passed without without any closure. even getting a hope, it sounds like, mm-hmm. at closure. So I would really, I would really love for, I don't even know how they would solve this really. Because, we, we, I mean, they have nothing. So I don't, I was going to say, like, I would hope for them to find some DNA or something. But, like, on on what? They have something, though, if they're submitting charges. We just don't know Mm -hmm. what. So. That is the disappearance of Tara Calico. I do not have any more details. Hopefully soon. We'll keep our our fingers crossed. I'm watching. I should have checked today because I have been trying to check like once a week. Tara. Let me double check. Tara Calico. Nope. Still latest is June 15th. I would say that we could do a Google alert, but those aren't always great because I know I have mm-hmm. one for, um, oh, heck, is it Jaime Osuna or Jamie Osuna? Um, I think it's, I think Jamie. it's Jamie. Yeah, I, I heard it pronounced both ways and it's still stuck in my head all this time later, but I have one set up for Jamie Osuna and every now and then I'll get an email about it and it's it has absolutely nothing to do with Jamie Osuna. Yeah, there's no updates on his case either, so. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's my story. I'm ready to move to something less horrible. Okay, well, I got you. I got a haunting. Ready for a good old haunting. Okay, so this haunting is really special because Bryce requested it. Requested, I assigned, both. Yeah, because I was oh, like, yeah, I, I don't did. know, I'm struggling with paranormals lately. And you were like, do this one. And I'm like... That's racist because it's Korean and so is my husband. But I did it anyway. <laughs> I did not do that for any reason like that. I just saw it on the list and said, do this one. I also no, completely I think, forgot I told you to do this one. I think you literally just went through the drive and landed on a number. And I I was scrolling through while we were on. I think we had finished recording and we were bullshitting for a minute. Mm-hmm. I was scrolling through and this one just caught my eye because I'm like, I don't know how to say that one. Let's have Amanda do it. Perfect, because I don't know how to say it either. Um, <clears throat> but I asked James and we think it's Ganjum Psychiatric Hospital. If it's not, y'all, I'm sorry. Okay. He he left Korea when he was three. Give him some, cut him some slack. No. Okay. Well, I can't make you. So. Ganjum Psychiatric Hospital, it has a reputation of being one of three of the most haunted buildings in South Korea. Some people say that it is the most haunted building in Korea. Oh, okay. That's not comforting. Oh, yeah. It's great. In 2012, CNN published an article listing it as one of the most terrifying places in the world. Now... There was not a lot of info on this mo- uh, movie. I'll get to that. There's not a lot of info 
on this hospital. Some of it, I think, um, is because a lot of a lot of the stories and articles that I read were in Korean. So, of course, good old Google Translate. But also, it's just hard to find any kind of info on it. Uh, there was a movie made about it, and I'll talk about that later. And now that kind of monopolizes whenever you search this hospital, that is what is going to come up. So it was built in either the 1960s or the 1990s. I saw both multiple times, but it was built just outside. Going to do my best. Going to do my best here. <clears throat> my husband might divorce me after this. So it was built just outside Gyan Hido, South Korea. It was opened in December of 1992. And from what I could find, it was owned by a man that was listed only as Mr. Hong. Never saw, and this was only in one source, and I never saw anything more. So I will say take that part with a grain of salt. It was originally about 11,000 square meters, which is roughly 118,403 square feet. Yeah, you know, kind of small. Can you imagine cleaning that? I would not. I would not take that job. You could not pay me enough. And it's a psychiatric hospital. So can you imagine cleaning that? No. No, thank no, you. No. Um, but then in the 1990s, two more buildings were added. So they added another 500 square meters, which is rough. 500 square meters. That doesn't sound like a lot to us American folks over here that are like, I think the only ones that use the metric system. Mm-hmm. Um, roughly 5,382 square feet. Y'all. That's so much. Yeah. I'm not cleaning that at all. <laughs> you sure? Don't want to clean that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Do it, do it. <laughs> so in the 90s, uh, the Water Supply Protection Act implemented in South Korea forced the hospital to introduce a pricey sewage system and it seems that the hospital was closed due to financial troubles unsanitary conditions and the water pipes not being up to standard from what i could find and from what we believe the owner and the director couldn't come to agreement to uh, couldn't come to an agreement on how to go about bringing the building up to code so it was forced to close in july of 1996 It was left abandoned for decades and very sorry to say a lot of people are disappointed that it was demolished in 2018. So it is not there anymore. You can't go see it. Before it was demolished, it definitely lived up to the hype of your typical haunted asylum. People were constantly trespassing because people go to people. They would find personal items from residents and employees still found inside the building. They found furniture, mattresses, beds, desks. Ceilings were collapsed in places. There were long corridors that were run down and they would echo as you walked down them. I hate that so much. Everything about, and I did include some pictures that I was able to find online that uh, people took while they were <clears throat> not so legally inside the the hospital. That's the word you're looking for. Um, yes. 
And locals, they preferred not to talk about this hospital or the building at all. Sorry, the hospital is the building. That's what I get for not reading my notes and just flying by the seat of my pants. Or winging it and being like, I can do this Mm -hmm. off of memory. Yeah, I can't. Spoiler alert. Uh, I could (laughs) have told you that. New drinking game. Every time I say spoiler alert, you got to take a shot. Every time that we try to go off script, take a shot. Oh, God. Just drink the bar. Just just hook up a bottle of, uh, I mean, an IV. An IV of what, whatever you want. Your choice. Not water. Mm-hmm. Don't be a wuss about it. Don't, you yeah. Can, alcohol, hydrate later. Yeah. Our goal is dehydration right now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> locals didn't like to talk about the building. Point blank period. They didn't like the tourism and the trespassing that it would attract to their town. And typically, if you saw somebody on the street, you you know, you were like, hey, what about that old hospital? Can you tell me how to get there? They were like, absolutely not. No. They were like, go back to your country. Don't be stupid and don't bring that, that haunting back to our area. Exactly. They They typically, actually, I don't think. I don't think they were that rude about it, but somebody somewhere probably was. I'm sure they they should have been that rude. Let's get real here. They should have been like, "No, you idiot! Don't why? No, it's it's an old three story dilapidated hospital. You're gonna get hurt, sir. There's probably angry hobos in there just trying to live their life. You're gonna get possessed for exactly. You're we're done here. Yeah. So they 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 were not very forthcoming with the information. And unfortunately for them, this kind of just led to the hype and mysticism of the place. The fact that nobody around there wanted to talk about it. It was like, oh, that's creepy. Let's go. They were like, nobody wants to talk about it for sure haunted. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would. Like if everyone, because it kind of, I can see it coming across as being afraid to talk about it and not being like. Stop dragging your friends to the hospital and screaming all night. I'm trying to sleep. There's a ton of rumors and stories floating around about this place. It's very widely accepted that a lot of patients died mysteriously. And the hospital passed it off as an infection that had been spreading. But when staff members were going missing and being found dead later in rooms along with, because now we have staff and patients dying, people started getting skeptical. But too, I'd be like, "Mm, are we sure? Are we sure this is an, mm, this is an Uh, infection really? I mean, I guess it could have been something, but. mm. If you had to guess, what would your guess be? Demons. I mean, kind of. There were claims that the owner held the patients hostage and committed the murders himself one by one. Oh, so this is like an H.H. Holmes situation. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Mm, I don't and love that. then they said that he fled to the U.S. when family and the government launched an investigation on him and the hospital. Go back. <laughs> don't set up a hospital here. Like No. Go back to your hospital, get comfy, and then we'll demolish it around Yeah, you. that's fine. 
Another legend claimed that the doctors and the director were driven mad while caring for the patients. The director eventually committed suicide, and people believed he was possessed by a ghost that drove him insane. I'm telling you, demons. Mm -hmm. That ghost was like, you put me in here. It was a past patient. They're like, you put me in here. I'm going to put you in here. Yeah. Drove them mad. Okay. So for what I could find, this was not true. I know. Sorry to burst your bubble. The rumor, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The rumors. We're all about rumors here. Facts, boring. Rumors, cinnamon. Only thing we do. Oh, yeah. We specialize, actually, in the rumors. Well, at least for the paranormal side. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair. Uh, the doctor, he started working at a different hospital after this one was closed. He did not kill himself. Sorry, guys. Not sorry. Sorry? I don't know. Okay. I couldn't find any Sorry, credible. the drama. Yeah, sorry I ruined your drama. How dare you? That's what I do. That, that could have been a great, like, reality TV show. No, it wouldn't have been. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and so, I couldn't find any credible reports of patients or family members being mistreated here. No investigations of death. And uh, when it closed, patients were transported to another hospital. So, to me, that kind of goes both ways. Because if you have this hospital that operated for, I'll say, at least five, ten years, somewhere around in there, since we don't know the exact time of it being built, and you have no records, like, I can't find anything that can be a toss-up. They are either hiding something or they were just absolutely great and they did a wonderful job. But even then, wouldn't we find something? Do they have awards for hospitals? Are they like, you cured 47 uh, uh, schizophrenias this year? I don't know. I think Sorry. you're looking for schizophrenic. I, I said what I wanted to. Okay. Yeah, because I was already just making stuff up so oh i know what you're doing i'm just <laughs> saying i don't think they're known as schizophrenias well are they known as schizophrenics is that offensive i don't think so i think they are schizophrenic okay right yeah, well yes yeah i don't know is, is that a i don't i have no idea Listen, there is a lady on TikTok who her and her husband are schizophrenic. People are convinced that her husband is one of her hallucinations. You know who I'm talking about? I love her. Yes. She's so real about it all. Uh-huh. She she calls herself schizophrenic. My husband and I are schizophrenic. Or schizophrenics. Well, I knew I about know. Cody. I didn't know about you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm quoting her. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm not arguing Cody. It's not me, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yes, you you cured 47 schizophrenics this year. Take this trophy. You won third place. Do better. But also, you're doing great. Do better. You're doing great. Yes. But you also kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the yeah. award I want. Uh, do better. You're doing great. But you also kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me write that down somewhere. Okay. When the director moved on whether he passed moved to america whatever he did wherever he went his children inherited the gongjum hospital 
And since it would cost so much to operate it, because now it's been abandoned for at least a few years, not to mention the fact that they have to bring it up to code. Since it would cost so much, they just left it. They were like, no, it's fine. It looks great. Let's They're like, it's it. not it's not hurting anyone with it just being there. Yeah. I disagree. Uh, same. But that, they didn't. Uh, and that's what they did. They left it there and the building eventually fell victim to ruin and rumor. When the building was abandoned, it was done so quick, fast, and in a hurry that I mentioned earlier, people reported finding personal items. They found books, games, like uh, Go is a game that's very popular in Korea. They found photos still in the frames, which is, that's just got to be one of the creepiest things in the world to me. You go into an abandoned building and you find... A picture of a family. Ugh. Why is this so creepy? Okay. Well, who leaves their books behind? That's book abandonment, and I'm not okay with that. I left that in there because I knew that would get to you. Uh, screw the pictures, take the books. But doesn't all of this feel, too, like, if you're like, okay, pack up your bags, Susie Q, you're going to a new hospital. Wouldn't you take your books and your games and your pictures? Wouldn't you bring that unless stuff it with was, you? Unless it was really rushed, like, because I envision, like, based off of what you're explaining, that seems like, oh, there was an emergency, everyone get out. Oh, okay. So it's like, it would be like telling me, like, hey, you can't poop in the toilets anymore. You got to go. And I'm like, oh, where's the bus? Yeah, something like that. Okay. <laughs> They're just... Right. I was thinking more like someone said fire and they all left and just never went back. <laughs> okay. Well, it wasn't a fire. It was the, the, the water supply and the sewage pipes. Supposedly. Someone said, someone said water, get out. And they did. They were like, okay, you can, you can have my pictures. Um, they also found doctor's offices still packed. You could find what the white coats Still hanging up. Uh, you can find exam chairs. Patient files. Uh, okay. That, that is very important information that was left there. So I don't know how I feel about this anymore. How do you mean? I don't Tell like me it. about your feelings. Mm, they're hurt. <laughs> oh. Are you still on the books, Bryce? Yes, I am. <laughs> on the books how dare you leave a book i'm pissed about the patient file okay you know how thick my patient file is at my doctor's office how do you just walk past walk past that i know you see them that's why they walk past they're like that's gonna take a truckload of people to freaking move it leave it here <laughs> okay a truckload really i was talking about my medical doctor not my shrink how dare you don't bring those files into this. <laughs> this is a psychiatric hospital. Thank you. <laughs> Why would okay. they have medical files? Come on. Hey, medical comes with it sometimes. I think. Look, anxiety can do some stuff. You've you got go. like a whole floor to your medical records there. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. I would be <laughs> I would be in the corner with the tuberculosis patients and they would be like just throwing Zoloft at me through a <laughs> hole in the door. 
I'm just imagining like them just putting it like in a straw and just <laughs> like spitballs. <laughs> With your medication just <laughs> right through. You patient 22, open your mouth. It's time for pills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't go near this patient. Every time we do, there's a new issue. <laughs> She's got tuberculosis, conjunctivitis. <laughs> She's got it all. Ulcerative colitis. Oh Just if if it's gonna be here, she's got it. Okay. <laughs> Who let that one loose? Now she's got consumption. <laughs> she brought the black plague back with her, guys. I don't know how. To me, that was my little rat friend. <laughs> the only visitors i get here please stop playing with the rats amanda <laughs> you cannot sometimes, taxidermy them look, sometimes i share my pills and we're all really happy serotonin <laughs> is everywhere in this room if you step through the door there's a puddle of it oh god what the You're... hell were we talking about i have we i don't even know <laughs> oh Patient files were left. <laughs> Books were abandoned. Uh, okay. Yeah. So this place was just. It's like they literally were like. Quick. Get on the bus. You don't have time to drive to grab your stuff. Leave your books. Let's go. And they just left. Someone yelled sewage and they were like, all right, bye. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, I would. I would be like sewage. Yeah. Where? Bye. I'll walk. So. I mentioned it was kind of hard to find info on this because of this movie. In 2018, a movie was released in theaters based on Gangjum. And it's called Gangjum Haunted Asylum. You Google this hospital and this, is, this movie is like the only thing that comes up nowadays. And IMBD describes this movie. The crew of a horror web series travels to an abandoned asylum for a live broadcast. It soon encounters much more than expected as it moves deeper inside the nightmarish old building. And it also has a 6.4 out of 10 rating. Y'all, you know, I recommend I recommend this. I watched it and it's a found footage style movie. So think like Blair Witch Project. It's that kind of movie. And I, I really liked it. James wasn't even watching it. He was behind me on his computer. But by the end of the movie, he had turned his game, not even his game, his whole computer was off and he was just watching it with me. It captivated his whole ass attention. And okay, so we have to watch it now. You well, absolutely have to, have to because it's free on YouTube with ads. Done. Yeah. Amazing and I will watch it. So y'all go look it up. It's Ganjam Haunted Asylum. No, it's not. It's Ganjam Haunted Asylum. That's how you say it. That's how words work. I auto-corrected <laughs> what you said anyways, if that makes you feel any better. Perfect. It does. So, do you remember what year I told you that it was... Oh, did I tell you there was going to be a pop quiz? Pop quiz. Do you remember the year I told you that it was demolished? It was demolished in a year. Yes, I remember that. Oh, my God. Thank God you were listening. <laughs> yes. So it was demolished in 2018, which is the same year this movie come out. And that is 
Uh, there's a reason for it. The owner, they tried to stop the movie from being shown in theaters because they claimed that it would affect, it would negatively affect the selling of the building. And they took this to court. But a court in Seoul ruled in favor of the movie, so it aired March of 2018. And in May of 2018, this building was demolished. Now, from what I could find, we're going to get to the hauntees. The hauntees? The hauntees, yes. People, when they visited the building, um, not legally, they, excuse me, when they trespassed, they claimed to hear screams from inside the empty building at night, disembodied voices, footsteps that would follow you, and if you stopped, they would stop, that kind of thing. If you got faster, they would get faster. Ugh. So is it, it your footsteps? No, it's like they would... People described as you're walking down the hallway, they would hear two foots of two foots of steps, mm-hmm. two steps, two footsteps, two sets, two of sets footsteps. of footsteps. What is happening? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just I'm here for the ride, guys. I'm just <laughs> happily enjoying the show while I eat my dinner. Look, I didn't get my Zoloft spitballs this morning, so I'm struggling. Okay. <laughs> They would hear two sets of footsteps when there should have only been one. So a lot of people are apparently insane or really brave. I couldn't tell the difference. But I read a couple stories of people that would split up and each person would get a different level of the building. So if you were by yourself, you would hear two different footsteps. But when you stopped, the other one would stop along with it. Or if you picked up the pace, theirs would pick up too. But you turn around and there's nobody else there. It's your adventure buddy. Your adventure tour guide that you just can't see. I didn't pay him and I don't want him here. He's a volunteer. I don't like it. He's got to do this to get, he's got to get all the hours in so he can get his license. Why is, license for what? Like, you know, with like cosmetology, like a license for that. Just his tour guide license. Okay, so do cosmetologists, do they have to volunteer at abandoned psychiatric hospitals to do hair? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying, like, that same idea to get their license, right? Uh-huh. These guys it's are just hair. tour guides, right? They're tour guides, and they've got to work for free at the abandoned hospital to get all their hours to get their tour guide license. Okay. I didn't know yeah. that the tour guides had licenses. They don't, but these guys do. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's not how we do it in America. In America, we give people a book and we're like, here, read this a couple times and then you can take this group of strangers around town. Oh, no, no, no. In a lot of different foreign places, it's like you're, you've got to agree to be a tour guide. Because I remember a crew or pre-wedding honeymoon cruise that Cody and I took way forever ago. Mm-hmm. Now, one of our tour guides said that he, like, he was, he had a degree, and he had to have a degree to get that position he was in. I never knew. That's actually really impressive. hmm Also, I don't like people enough to ever go for that degree. <laughs> I don't know what degree it was in. Like, I don't <laughs> know what his degree was. I just know that he, I mean, he told us that's how he had to get the job. But then there's other places that are like, if you can swim and you're good with animals, you can train dolphins all day long. You don't need anything for that. 
Damn, I've got one of those two things. Sorry, I can't swim. Maybe I can train seals. So the footsteps, they follow you. People hear moans and groans. They, it's common to hear your name whispered. No. And they also described that it's unsettlingly quiet. Like it just should not be that quiet in this building, especially when most of the windows are busted out. You know, the doors are open. There's, it's been sitting out in the elements for years. So you should be able to hear the sound of birds and stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. just nothing. Okay. Well, you know what? The birds can keep their distance. That's fine. Um, (laughs) I do have a question. When they're hearing their name whispered, have they said their name? Or is this just like they're hanging out by themselves, haven't talked to anyone, and then they hear their name? I'm really glad you asked because the one specific person I read that said that uh, said that they they were by themselves. Again, no idea why. They actually brought their dog and she said that she, she, there was nobody there that knew her name. It was just her and her dog. And she didn't be like, hi, ghosties, my name is Jill, please don't hurt me. Okay, like, she didn't do any of those introductions, she just went. You know what, I probably should have asked, (laughs) but the post was really old. But she did not mention doing that, no. Okay. She never came in and was like, hi, my name's Mary, what did you major in? (laughs) Tour guide? Perfect. (laughs) People see dark figures. They see doors close on their own without drafts. They see, or I guess they notice, sudden temperature spikes in the hot summer. And they see nurses making their ways down the halls. Like they're just going about their rounds. I hate when you see nurses. Oh, it's so eerie. Also, like, it really sucks that you're still here at work. For all of eternity. Yes. And people also claim to be pushed, scratched, and grabbed here. Now, there is one room, and it's room 206. And legend says that this is the only room in the entire building with a closed door. And there is a little hat tip to this in the movie. But... Local legend says it's room 206. People claim that this is the room where the majority, if not all, of the murders there took place. So it is the most haunted room, and the ghosts are strongest in this room. Don't go in that room. Yeah, why would I? The door is closed. I'm not welcome there. Don't even knock, okay? That's just rude. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I don't have pictures of specific rooms, but these are some... Pictures that I came across, and these are just a couple of them, but they're particularly creepy. I don't like it. Yeah, but it's just, like, look at all of the stuff that was left in this room. I hate it. Which one? The very last photo. The very last photo is your ghost. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I removed that ghost. Oh. Do they have a game under there? Yeah, I can't tell what that is. To me... It looks like a box of um, dishwashing detergent, like a little gel pack dishwashing detergent. But I doubt that's what that is. I don't Oh, I'm trying to, I, I can somewhat read E-I-B something. At least those are what the characters look like to me. 
Yeah, it's a box of something that looks like a blanket. They got they left a lot of stuff there. They left a lot of stuff, yeah. Now I have two stories. Both of them from Reddit. Oh, I lied. I have three stories. Um, no, I lied again. So <laughs> I have a bullet and two stories. Oh, okay. So the first story is from Reddit user Jingle John Jacob. <laughs> Perfect. Jingle already John stuck. Jacob, you're my favorite. You're like I'm a already hero, strong. hero to all heroes. I don't. Mm, well, argue. Uh, so <laughs> say <laughs> you're not a hero to all heroes, but your username is. Hey, it's just they're a little questionable. Okay, they visited this hospital, and they found a photo of a man and a woman hugging. So they took it home with them. Oh, ooh, no, we don't do mm-hmm. that. No, 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 no. They did though. No. And <laughs> Jingle John Jacobs says that now their bed randomly shakes uncontrollably for a few seconds at a time before stopping. Sir, I'm going to keep my comments to myself. I'm not. Burn it. Burn the damn thing. Get rid of it. You can't put it back now. It's too late. You lost your chance. Right, the- they know where you live. Yeah. And the building's demolished. You can't bring it back. You just, you got to burn it. You got to burn it. You got to save the shit out of everything. Matter of fact, burn it in a bundle of sage. Burn it with sage. There are stories that the hospital is haunted by a doctor that performed lobotomies and other previously acceptable experiments on patients. This doctor. So. Another Reddit junior, I think his name's Godokin. Junior? Yes, uh, he's (laughs) uh, he's part of the Reddit union, but he's a junior unioner. Junior? Another Reddit (laughs) junior? I think you meant user. (laughs) That's exactly what I meant, yeah. I love you didn't even catch that one. I didn't, y'all. I'm struggling. I'm tired. Have I mentioned that? You know, we're recording late because of you. Look, I just wanted Indian food, okay? Fine, I'm just telling <sighs> you. Um, Another Reddit user. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Godokim. Uh, they described exploring with two other people. Like I said, for whatever reason, they split up and each person took a different floor. <laughs> While- okay, that's stupid. Uh, agreed but they did have a map given to them by one of the other people there that i guess was like prepared like he had he had maps he was like here's yours here's yours here's mine let's go he gadokum followed this map and found a door that was not listed on the map and he followed it downstairs to a basement and as he's doing this, all three of the people are on a video chat. That way they can use their flashlights to see what's ahead of them. They can see what's ahead of them. And they can also communicate with each other. Sounds good because I'm a wuss and I need that. And also I wouldn't be here in the first place. But so as they're on their video chat and they were exploring, when Godokim mentioned the staircase, their friends were like, oh, hold on. We are on our way. Well, he is much braver than I am. And he was already there. He's like, well, I'll meet you down there. So he's mm-hmm. in the basement and he's already taking pictures. When all of a sudden something grabbed his ankle 
and held on to, would not let go. So bad that as he fell and stumbled, his foot twisted because this thing would not release him. So his, his friends heard him freaking out and they started running towards him. So they kept, uh, Gadokim kept chatting with them. He, he said this was kind of like mainly to try to keep calm. But he noticed that they had gone quiet. So he was like, guys, what's up? Like, are you, are you there? What's going on? I need you to say something. And they said that one friend asked who the person behind him was. And he turned around and he didn't see anybody. But they swore. They were like, no, bro, I saw someone. So Gadokim scooted up against a wall and his, his leg was like, he went to the hospital after this. He couldn't get up. So he's kind of sliding along the ground, uh, sat himself up against the wall. And he used his phone to look in front of him. And when he was looking through the phone, he saw a doctor staring at him with a malicious grin on his face. He had glowing eyes. He described it as deathly bluish skin, disheveled clothes, and red teeth. Oh, I hate it. Gadokim's friends entered the room and lifted him up. But as they were leaving, and so I'm imagining now, you know, one friend on each arm, under each arm. That's how he kind of described it. As they were leaving, they heard an ear-piercing scream and turned around to see the doctor chasing them. Oh, hell no. They ran up the stairs, out of the building, and Gadokum said none of them looked back. Mm. They were just, they were just like, eyes forward, we gotta get the hell out of here. Oh, for sure. He said that he spent a couple days in the hospital after this. But after he got back home, he claimed to have kept seeing the doctor in various places throughout his apartment. And he thinks that it followed him home. Did it follow him or was that stress and anxiety? Uh, it could be both. Oh, God. Uh, but that is the story of the Ganjam Psychiatric Hospital. It's gone, though, now, right? It was demolished. Oh, yeah, it's gone. It's rubble. That's one of the pictures. Um, and it might even be. That was during the, the, the demolition. Yes, yeah, thank there's the word I was looking for. Thank you. That was during the demolition. Oh, yeah, you can see the tractor on mm-hmm. there. Oh, that's awful. Nope. Hard pass. Don't want that in my life. Yeah, I really, really hate it. Really, really ugh. Oh, creepy shit. Definitely go watch that movie yesterday. Okay, you're gonna have to text it to me because I already blanked out everything that you said. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm on it. Um, oh, that hospital's so creepy. That haunting part. Ugh. I will say the the movie. I've, I meant to add that if you don't like subtitles, either suck it up or don't watch it because the movie is in Korean with English subtitles. I guess I'll have to deal with the subtitles. I still say it's worth it. It's a good. It's a creepy movie. That's why James was so focused on it. He was like, hold on, I gotta read. (laughs) Yeah, he tried to look over and the whole thing was just like, ah, crap, hold on, okay. (laughs) Let me get my eyes adjusted. He started to get, um, 
he started to get into it towards the end. It's a little slow going at first, but let me just tell you, when shit starts happening, shit starts happening. Uh, I'm actually looking it up right now, but do you think Cody will watch it with me? Or is it going to be too late? Is he going to be a chicken shit about it? I still see daylight. You have time. For like a minute. Also, <laughs> you didn't, did you mention door 402? No, I believe I mentioned uh, room 206. They changed the room. Mm. Because also the building is only three stories. I think, I think in the movie they were counting the basement as a story, which is how they come up with four. The only reason I asked is because I pulled it up so I could find the the movie Mm -hmm. and it came up with 402. Yeah, that's the, um, they changed it around. That's the actual, like, I think it was 206. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Not not meaning to derail. Oh, no, you're good. That was a fair question. Okay, I hate it. I regret every second of doing that, but <clears throat> thank you all for listening to Helen Heels Podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Helen Heels Podcast, Twitter, Helen Heels Pod, or Facebook by searching Helen Heels Podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Helen Hills Podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can donate through Patreon, where we're working to release specials for our patrons. If you have your own true crime or paranormal story suggestions or just words of encouragement, please email us at HelenHillsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends to listen with you as well. Bye! Bye!